This is Pontus from Hondal, from Hondal, Sweden. Uh, you're listening to um, which is Hang Him in Swedish. And it's off our new album, Remains, uh, out now on Prosthetic Records. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Epitome of Stupidity, Clint's favorite allegedly metal podcast. What up? Uh, episode 41. 41. That's that's two less than 45, right? No. Oh. But one more than 40? In the background is a song. It's a good song. Do you know the name of the song? No. I don't, I don't want to try to pronounce it either. I don't know which one we're using. We are using Hang Hanam, I'm going with. And it translates to Hang Him. What track number is it? That is number four. There you go. Number four off Horndel's new album. Remains, Remains is the name of the album. Came out February 22nd, and if you haven't heard it yet, for the love of God, listen to it as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, because right. we're going to talk to Pontus, the drummer of said Horndel, in just a minute, shortly, and he's going to enlighten you and make you want to listen to it even more, because it is awesome. Before we do that. Before we do that. And now, a word from our sponsor. Temple Art and Music Festival has arrived. Map Free Stadium, Columbus, Ohio. Three days, May 17th through the 19th. America's number one rock music festival is here with Free Fighters. System of the Down. Disturbed. Sonic Temple with Bring Me the Horizon, Ghost, Hailstorm, Lamb of God, The Cult, The Hives, The Struts, Meshuga, The Distillers, and rare appearances by Joe Jet. And Prodigy. Go to SonicTempleFestival.com for everything. The Foo Fighters, System of the Down, Disturbed, Bring Me the Horizon, Ghost, and special comedy tent headliners. Andrew Dice Clay, Henry Rollins, and more. Go to SonicTempleFestival.com. See ya at the temple. And speaking of Sonic Temple <laughs> Festival thingy jig, thingamabobber, Clint wants to give you a nice shiny tickets. I want to give you two of them. I want to. I want to give you two general admission. I'm not going to do that. Two, two general admission weekend, weekend passes. Passes May 17, 18, and 19 for free. For free. All you got to do is like, follow, and share whichever fucking post you want to, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or all of them. Yep. And then. Uh, you know, we'll kind of keep track of that. Which post do they have to share? The one that will be specific about it. Okay. I think that'll probably be we'll Wednesday. We'll make it clear. It'll be Wednesday's post. Make it clear which one to do. It'll be Wednesday's post. And then you'll win two free check tickets for us. And then like, share, follow, all those fun things. Yeah. And uh, chance keep, to win. If you want to know who's there, just rewind it a little bit. Because I, I put the big minute clip oh, in there for Oh, the minute long one. So the big fat have one. Have fun. And what we're listening to. What are you listening to, Brian? I listened to, just like I said last week, nothing but Seven Dust and, of course, Horndel. Nothing at all. If I was listening to music, it was Seven Dust. You are the worst. All week long. You are, you're consistent, but you yeah. are the worst. So that's all. That was exhilarating. Maybe I had to catch up on the, the in-betweens, man. The in-betweens? Yeah. 
some of the albums that I'm not familiar with. And then I looked up the set list. Oh, because you're I can't that guy. Tell, I can't tell Clint Do anything about it. Do not tell me it. anything about it. But then I had to familiarize myself with some things. Yeah? Yeah. And you you seem optimistic about this. Yes. Okay. Good for you. I went on a run with Helms Lee, and I believe we're going to have some pretty fucking cool news about those guys here soon. But more than that, last Tuesday... Went and saw our boys in Bridesmaid and Weed Demon. And uh, true to form, always a good time. Always good fucking music. I can't... I, I, hell, I think I'm going to see Bridesmaid again here in a couple of weeks. And I assume Brian will be too, assuming nothing for work comes up for his weird ass. Yeah. And his responsibilities and job and other things that I can use air quotes for. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Did you get towed? I did not. Okay. <laughs> I did park closer to Australia than the venue, which was hard to find in and of itself, but whatever. Okay. And uh, I, I, f- well, I was feeling mellow midweek and went with some Steve Von Till, which is just excellente. Who's that? He is one of the guys from Neurosis. Oh, one of those oh, yeah. guys. Oh, man. That, uh, that most recent album, uh, album of his from a couple years ago is just, it's my Jones. It is so fucking good. And uh, I also did a lot of listening to the new Horndoll. Horndoll. Hmm. Horn Dizzle hmm. album remains. Well, for some reason or another, and we're gonna be re- we're gonna talk to the guy and then review it. Double whammy. Yeah, a lot of Horndel going Blammo. on. Blammo, and it's their debut album, right? I mean, I think they've got an EP debut LP. Uh, debut LP, yes, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Prosthetic Records. Which I suppose I should go ahead and right now, like mm-hmm. out loud and publicly apologize to Ebony. I'm sorry, Ebony. I know you won't hear this. But sorry for my um, overzealousness about Horndall. <laughs> and you want to call him? Let's do that. All right. Here we go. See if he answers all the way to Sweden. There's a lot of numbers. Okay, that's enough. Ring. And he answered. We have Pontus of Horndall on the line. Pontus, how are you doing Hello. today, man? <laughs> Hello. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's so good. Clear all the way from Sweden to talk to us. Yeah. So What's the weather like in Sweden today? Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always cold here. It doesn't matter cold. if it's winter or summer. It's always cold. Yeah, I'm looking out the window. It's snow. It's a. It's it's always dark and cold, which is it's pretty good for. If you want to play aggressive music, right? Yeah, it's, it's inspiration. Just looking out the window. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, speaking of metal music, yeah. you guys have made a pretty awesome album of metal music. The band is Horndall. The album is Remains. There's a story behind the album. Let's go ahead and start with that, man. What what uh, what's the album about? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, yeah. So so the band is called uh, Hundal, which is also the the name of the 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 small town where we come from, and uh, uh, and where we we grew up there. It has like it it used to have like maybe three or four thousand inhabitants and and uh most of the people there used to work at this uh steel mill and they they um they shut it down in in the late 70s which uh uh, practically killed the whole the whole town and um so people had to get out of there because uh there weren't any jobs left and to so to to uh protest against this um uh was actually uh um my parents and and my brother, uh, who is the the singer and uh, the vocalist and guitar player in Hundal, our our parents were in this theater play or a theatrical play. I don't know how you say it in English. Yeah. Uh, 
where uh, that that the the dramatized this 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 event and and uh, how they dramatized this was that uh, the devil was coming to Hundal to shut down the steel mill and uh, take all the money and and uh, yeah sort of like uh, lead, uh, send the community and the the workers to to an early grave and that that fear play got somewhat uh, pretty much attention in Sweden at the time and so. Uh, my brother and I, we, I mean, we grew up uh, in the remains of, of uh, Hundal and uh, our, our parents were teachers. Uh, so, um, but then after a while, after a couple of years, uh, uh, we, we had to move as well because there weren't, <laughs> weren't enough kids to, to teach for them. So we had to leave as well. And, and then it became kind of a ghost town. Um, so this story kind of uh, has been uh, with us since we were kids so we just a couple of years ago we just um uh had the idea like we should we should start i mean we talked about starting a band for a long time and then like we have the story right there it's yeah it's like a true horror story that's would perfect sense to to uh write an album or several about so so we just uh, went ahead and started writing riffs and and uh here we are like a um a metal or hardcore sludge or whatever version of that story from the seventies. And yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. And it seems to translate pretty well. Um, you said, I believe you said that your parents were in the play. Yeah. My, what? my dad plays Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get a lot more metal than that. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, he's, he's like an old gray haired man now, but it's, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty uh, uh, it's a pretty pretty cool cool story. He's a, he's a nice he's a nice devil. <laughs> <laughs> so the lyrical theme here in some of these songs, we've kind of had a little bit of a back and forth about it. The the song that we use for the intro and outro there is translates to "Hang Him" for us, which I, I think you yeah. can kind of get the meaning be, behind the song there. But then you mentioned the yeah. the, uh, the the last track on the album, uh, which I cannot yeah. pronounce. Go ahead and tell us how that works. No, the closing track of the album is called uh, Hundal's Shirkogod, which uh, means Hundal's Cemetery. Um, and that, that song, the lyrics of that song is basically just a list of names of old uh, dead workers buried at, at, the, at the cemetery back home. So it's kind of a tribute to them and how... I mean, when they, when they closed down the, the the cemetery, they kind of closed the the whole town and 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 all those people that uh, worked so hard to, to keep it alive were kind of forgotten. So this is kind of a in in memoriam of them. But it's it's basically my brother just uh, screaming their names throughout the song and and uh, just Man. saying how right. um, how how they're now they're, they used to be like the backbone of the of the city, but now they're just a, a name on a stone. So that's the that's the that's the whole deal. So it's pretty dark, but it's yeah. uh, still uh, yeah. We want to let let the families know that they're not forgotten. Uh, so what made so you that, get, what made you write in English? You the the vocals in okay. English. I think uh, throughout the. Throughout the album, it's kind of a uh, it's mostly English, English, and then some like right. words and some titles in, in Swedish. But uh, I think uh, uh, I mean it's weird. It's it's uh, when you grow when you grow up in Sweden, it's you, all the music you listen to. And I mean, if you if you 
as I have grew up listening to like more aggressive music and hardcore and, and metal and stuff like that, it's 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 always in English. I mean, so that kind of style was invented in England and in America, and then we kind of took it to Sweden and and all the I mean, the early Swedish metal uh, bands sang in English as well. So okay. singing in Swedish is kind of corny in a way, <laughs> and and. It, it, it's it's i mean it's hard to describe but it's it's just feels so natural to and that's that's like the native uh language of the the music so i think okay. um what makes for sense? us it came to kind of natural and then of course it's, it's easier since the story is so like locally based and uh if we if we do it in english and we think and we've noticed that this is not um unique for our little town i mean it's the same thing has happened to the towns in in uh england with all the the mines there and all the factories in germany and i mean you have the the Detroit. whole rust belt in america and i mean it <laughs> kind of connects to to a lot of people all over yeah. the place so so it kind of fit, so we kind of um just thought that Let, let's just do it in english and maybe we can get uh more people to kind of connect to the story Perfect. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense, and you know, if for no other reason than so that we can understand it, we're glad you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of understanding things, and just from a completely personal level, because my name yep. is Clint, there's a yep. there's a track there towards the end of the album that I believe is pronounced Fornby Clint or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clint, yeah, Clint in Clint in in Sweden is actually like another name of our. Uh, like a mountain or a hill or or um, yeah, so that Fornby Clint is, is is I mean if you translate it Fornby is like like the 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 place and uh, so it's so it's Fornby's uh, mountain or Fornby's hill uh, and that's in the story the the uh, theater play that I told you about in the story that's where the devil um, lives and, and he, he comes to Hundal and takes all the money from the mill and he goes to hide it in a, in a cave in, at the, at the Funbi mountain. I feel so Clint, your name is, is a hill or mountain in yeah. uh, Sweden, in I Swedish. I feel immediately fucking cooler. It, it fits you because you're pretty, uh, exactly. pretty hard to get around. <laughs> Clint. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> epic. <laughs> the, the melody in that song is very, very unique and, Awesome. We were talking about right. that for the show to kind of have that major has a major tone to it and kind of almost like a like a carnival-y kind of riffing thing going on there is I think it's lovely. I just have to say yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh speaking Thank of the riffs, I know you said your brother plays guitar. Is he is he the one doing most of the writing of the riffs and stuff? I don't think we've said what Pontus does. Oh yeah, Pontus plays the drums in yeah, Horndog. I'm the drummer, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we said that. I, yet. I, I've written most of the most of the the riffs to the album. I'm, oh, nice! I mean, I'm a guitar, guitar. Yeah, I'm a drummer, but I write a lot of uh, music. But actually, um, the riffs uh, it's, it's that's that's not very metal because they're they're written uh, during the time when I was uh, at home with my daughter. I mean, at least in Sweden, you get to stay home with the kids for for quite a long time. So I was home for nine months uh, on parental leave with my daughter. Nice. So. Yeah. So when she was sleeping, she slept like what, one and a half hours every day. So during that time, I just jumped to the guitar and I in a separate room and I started writing um, as a heavy and aggressive uh, like 
riffs as I could while she was sleeping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to kind of, yeah, to match uh, like the lyrics from that theater play with like, yeah, Hang Him or yeah, the Hunol Cemetery and uh, to kind of come up with riffs that, so um, she must be like fucked up for life listening <laughs> to those uh, riffs when she was like <laughs> seven months old or <laughs> something uh, every day. Uh, she'll recover. <laughs> the kids bounce back. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. She has a couple of years to recover. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what, I guess, I mean, I know you started to mention heavier stuff. What, what are some influences for you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty much all over the place since, um, yeah, I mean, we come from different, uh, we have different musical backgrounds in the band. Uh, my brother is an old, he is, uh, he is, uh, much older than I, and he has like a background of like old, more like seventies, heavy, like, uh, Sabbath, obviously. And then later on, like more pentagram stuff and always, and some like, I don't know, like fucking the later Thin Lizzy stuff. It's cooler to like the early Thin Lizzy stuff, but the late Thin Lizzy stuff is pretty heavy. Like, um, so I have some some influence there. And then he went on to be like more of a jazz uh, guitarist, actually. And then wow. we have the other guitar player. He came from like a we we say he's like our our uh, he he. He played in like real he, metal bands. He's the only one who's talented. He's uh, <laughs> he played in like a, te- a tech a tech death band called CB Murdoch. They used to tour a lot with uh, Mashuga back in the day. So he's he has some chops. And then it's it's uh, the bass player Eric and I. We've played together since we were like seventeen. And I mean, we come more from like the hardcore background and um, yeah, that kind of style. So I think. The, the mixture of all our backgrounds kind of the mashup become uh becomes hundal but but i mean to, to name to I, i'd be happy to name drop a couple of bands i'm not afraid to do that it's uh i think i mean if you're into like um it's like a mixture of if you like early swedish uh, death metal riffs like in tomb stuff i mean of course we grew up listening to that so that's there and and um i mean uh just the, like the mid-tempo stuff of, of Slayer, because we can't play when it's when the Slayer when Slayer plays really fast, we're, we can't play that fast. So we like the, <laughs> the, the more mid-tempo stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so that when the real like great riffing comes out, Jeff Hanneman's uh, style. Right. And then of course like more um, uh, sludgy or or more mellow slower parts like uh, and bands like Neurosis and. Uh, bands like that and then mix that with more like faster punk like uh or d beat punk like uh, swedish scene of anti uh, and then later bands like uh tragedy or yeah so i think if you put it in a bowl <laughs> yeah, it there's yeah there's no there's no uh shortage of metal inspiration in sweden right <laughs> no 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 <laughs> Wait, uh, what's uh if you don't uh, kind of sidetracked here just because you're in Sweden, and I randomly thought about it here. What? How often do? What's the scene like? Do you go to good shows weekly, monthly, yearly? Uh, I mean, I try to go as often as I can. I mean, uh, that's uh, and I, I've, I mean, since I was a kid, that's the the biggest inspiration to see bands live. And when I grew up, uh, actually, the 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 slightly bigger town that we had we had to we left Hundal for had quite a good like death metal and and uh like crust punk scene at the time nice. so 
And that was, yeah, so we had, we had like uh, great bands called like Uncurbed, and we had uh, uh, death metal bands like uh, Sentinex and uh, yeah, bands like that that were playing all the time at the youth center. So I saw them all the time. And then, I mean, lately you get older and it's hard to to go out as often. But I mean, there's a good scene. I mean, Swedish metal and hardcore is amazing. Right? I uh, agree. just so happy. And actually now we're based in, I mean, it's hard to, if you want to play music, it's it's hard to, to stay in, in a small town. So we're based in Stockholm now. So, I mean, we have, I mean, good, a good scene, good clubs. So we see, uh, I mean, at least, at least every, every, uh, I mean, maybe twice a month I go to a show and see really good stuff. And I mean, a lot of great, like, international bands come here, so. So it's pretty good. I'm just I, I'm missing a show tonight, which kind of sucks. Napalm Death is playing. Oh, oh no shit! But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them uh, like they're here pretty often. I saw them like a year ago, two years ago in Stockholm. Nice. That was amazing. Yeah. So the uh, the metal scene in Sweden alive and confirmed. well. Confirmed. <laughs> go go yeah, figure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And all this like great like perversion of of <laughs> like genres uh so it's it's coming up like cool like younger like hardcore bands that are fucking crazy and then there's a band called uh godmother now that, that i think is, is really cool the kind of mixture of like hardcore and it's metal and then it's grindcore and then it's like all the place and the singers just flying all over the place <laughs> and yeah it's yeah it's good it's like very creative and uh but still, there's a lot of bands like trying to pr- perfecting that old like uh, early '90s, late '80s Swedish uh, death metal right. stuff. So um, yeah, it's, it, I think it's all good. La- last uh, th- it was a week ago, we played with a, an amazing grindcore band called Gadget from a place called Two Hours North of Here. So we played with them in their whole in their um, hometown, Javle. So. That was amazing. Gadget. They're touring with uh, Napalm Death now. Nice. So they, you should check them out. They're great. Speaking of pretty awesome bands from Sweden, uh, back yep. to you guys. What? Uh, <laughs> how How has it... Uh, I know the album's only been out for a couple days now, but how's it been received so far? Uh, wait, I mean, we're overwhelmed and I'm mean, super flattered by... I mean, there's so many like kind words and uh, we read this crazy like reviews of the band and of the album... We, I mean, we had no idea. It's uh, we we wrote this for ourselves, and I mean, as musicians do, musicians do, and and because uh, we kind of like we want to tell this story, and we want to write it and tell it in a way to make it sound like an album that we want to listen to. But uh, I mean, fun <laughs> metal like magazines that I that I grew up uh, reading is is writing great reviews about the album, so that's that's crazy. So it's it's been it's been overwhelmingly uh, great, I would say. Well, um, yeah. So you know, might be uh, a little early to ask this, but I'm going to ask this anyway. So now, what you've told the story of your town? Yeah. I'm I'm assuming yeah. and hoping you plan to do another record, album, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, will you, you will yeah, you be I'm, taking more nods back to? to Horndal as as the city and that whole tale or do you think you'll you'll venture off into some other things I don't know I mean when we started the band and then we started writing uh, this album it's like of course it struck us and, and I was like what the fuck have we done we've totally like painted ourselves in a corner like <laughs> we told this and, and then now what and then <laughs> but it's I mean 
every time you go there uh, to, back home to Hunol and you talk to people and you talk to our parents, it's all this new uh, inspiration comes out. And so this album, like based around the tale or the, the, the story told in that theater play that I told you about, mm. uh, there's another one called Hunol, translated Hunol and the Dragon. Ooh. Like my dad's like, it's called Hunol and the Dragon. I'm like, how metal is that? Okay. <laughs> second, second album, done. Dragon. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, uh, and the town is, is trying to, to recover from, from this that happened like 40 years ago. So there's all these weird kind of, kind of um, uh, things going on there. So it, there's a lot more to tell that I think awesome. is... Uh, and then, I mean, as, as I said to, to a friend a couple of days ago, like, okay, when we run out of stories, we can just be like fucking Chicago or Kansas <laughs> or another band named after the city and, yeah. Just, and just, yeah. just be a band and play <laughs> cheesy music. I don't know. The, the, so are, is there any kind of riffage or anything going on back and forth for something new or are you just kind of focusing on it, this release? And... No, it's, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess you know it takes so such a long time to release an album, especially yeah. as, a, as a debut band. So I mean, we we recorded this uh, in November, la at like 2017. Oh, so it's been so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during that time, I mean, Holy we have crap. yeah more yeah. It's I wouldn't say it's finished, but I have like half of the next record yes. is is finished, like written. So so uh, uh, our goal is to be pretty quick about it and. Um, I mean, now we just want to uh, harvest and uh, try to play live as much as possible. So we have a bunch of shows, and there. I mean, now since the album is out, we get we get requests all the time. So so that's great. So we're gonna try to play live as much as possible, and hopefully take the show on the road, like and go abroad. Uh, but 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 still try to to uh, record the next album pretty pretty soon. Great news, right? That was not what Ooh. I was expecting to hear. <laughs> Uh -huh. Um. So you guys, it sounds like it doesn't sound like there are any firm tour plans in the works already. But you guys are working on it. Yeah, we have. I mean, we have um, we have tour dates, a bunch of tour dates in Sweden. So we're trying to like, we just decided let, let's just focus on uh, since we're such a new band to kind of like build uh, a a good like foundation back home. I think that's. I mean, I've I've played in bands since I was since I was uh, and and touring and recording bands since I was seventeen. So oh. I've played in bands. I'd, I've made the mistake of like trying to be all over the place, like from the get go. And I think it's it's pretty good to like build like a solid foundation here. Uh, and then kind I mean, and out. then you want it to go pretty fast. But I mean, so we have a bunch bunch of tour dates in in Sweden, and now we're just getting. Hopefully, uh, we can go to the UK. But uh, I think it's uh, we, we will start here and, uh, and and try to play as much as possible, and then slowly uh, uh, go abroad. Nice, yeah. I, obviously, we're hoping that that works out for you, so that you can keep expanding that circle and eventually end up over here, so that we can see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be amazing. Uh, so you're in, you're in, you're you. Where are you? We're oh, in Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Yep. Ohio. Yeah. Cool. I've never been. I've, I've been on one tour in the States with another band, but that was basically like East Coast and then from New York to Austin, basically. So Nice. There's a lot of place to discover. Uh, yeah. Who was that with? Mm. Uh, the bass player of Hundal uh, and I 
we're playing another band called Tiger Lou, and it's 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 not metal music at all. It's more like gloomy, pretty depressing uh, rock music. And we released released one album in the states through through a label in, in Jersey called Eyeball uh, Records, and they um so we we did one tour, and it was fucking empty. Oh. Yeah, I mean the the venues were empty, <laughs> but uh we had but it's it said it was so the venues were like ten people, twenty people. New York was good. Austin, we played the South of Southwest. That was great. We played a couple of shows there. But in between, it was pretty empty. But we still had the best time of our lives. So nice. um, I, I, I just want to go back. We're looking forward to it. That's for damn sure. Um, speaking yeah, of labels, how did you guys end up getting hooked up with Prosthetic? Yeah, that was weird. Because um, we, we kind of we decided to, to finish the album ourselves. Uh, and... Uh, uh to just okay let's let's just tell the story the way we want to tell it and then we kind of so we feel that this is we're done it's finished it sounds great just the way we want to and then we start to see if somebody wants to put it out and then we i mean actually uh, we didn't have that many contacts at all in like the metal or hardcore community so uh actually i just had like one I just looked up a couple of labels that I think that I really respect that put out uh, uh, has put out uh, music that I really like and and it actually started with there's a band called Trap Them from Massachusetts or I think yeah Boston area yeah uh, really great band I think and then because uh, I was listening to their album like okay I'll put this out like prosthetic okay cool and then I started looking at looking them up and then I was like, yeah this is a cool label so fuck it I'll just shoot them an email. And then I only got, got like the info at Prosthetic Records, kind of. I'm like, this is, this is just, uh, just like sending in our album into the trash. But, <laughs> but still, I just emailed. And then, I mean, the the day before, they got back to us and said, we love this. We think this is amazing, and uh, we should work together. And we're like, fuck yeah, right? <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was. Um, so we got into contact with a guy. They're called Steve Joe, who's uh, he, he used to be at uh, Century Media before, and now he works for for um, Prosthetic Records. And he, yeah, he was super supportive and really liked the album. So, so Here that that part of the the deal was pretty easy, surprisingly enough. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a real bitch, yeah. uh, but uh, so far I was super happy with them. And uh, I mean, they put up put out a lot of really great stuff. So right, we're happy. Yeah, yeah, no, and and we're we're glad it worked out like that, so that it came to our ears too. Yeah, I mean, because uh, the alternative would be that we would put out ourselves, and then it would take like a couple of years for you guys to hear it. Yeah, so right. now it's like a super boost. Typically, we ask somebody if the the lyrics come before the riffs. I, I think that's kind of a wasted question here because you guys already had the story lined up. So I'm guessing the lyrics kind of came before the riffs and stuff for you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And and uh, usually that's not the case for me when I write music. It's always like the lyrics are pretty secondary. But for this band, it's been the other way around. And yeah, we just we had the we had the story, we had the theme, we had the idea, we had the pretty much all the lyrics. We had to like uh, write some to to add some stuff to some songs. And some of the songs aren't really taken from that that uh, manuscript, but. Um, but it, that that came pretty quick, and then um, yeah, and then it was just okay. Let's just try to match these lyrics with as uh, like heavy and aggressive riffs as we can write. So 
I just put my daughter to bed and then it's <laughs> when. Right, right, right. That is, yeah, that's awesome. As you say that you and the bass player have been playing together since you were 17. How old are you, Pontus? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry? How old are you? Uh, I'm 35. We're 35, him and I. So we, we went to the same, yeah, the school system, you can't really translate, but pretty much high school, uh, I would say. Okay, nice. And we played in bands like, um, yeah, all different kinds, like from like more like punkier st- punk rock kind of stuff to indie rock kind of, yeah, right, and that were, kind of style. You were so. doing the guitar in these other bands, playing the guitar? Uh, I have, yeah, I used to play guitar in one band, but a lot of the bands I've played guitar, I've written music on the guitar, but then I'm the drummer, so okay. it's kind of a weird situation yeah. in the rehearsal space, you kind of like. Uh, yeah, you sit down with a guitar and like teach the guitar player how to play the riff, and then right. you go back to the drums, and then it's like, <laughs> no, it's not like that. You have to go back and drop <laughs> up to the. It's like, yeah, but it's, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it, but it works out pretty well. It sounds like it. I agree. I agree. So, uh, I mean, you guys have the uh, the the full album just came out, and then you guys have yeah. like a three song EP that ha- came out. Um. How long previous? How long ago did that come out? Uh, like uh, two years ago, I Maybe. think almost one and a half, two years ago. Yeah, I haven't given that yeah, the full no. listen yet. Is there any any uh, specific lyrical content there? Any stories that we should be looking for? Yeah, I mean, this we think of that one as kind of the prologue to to this album because that's where the um, which where it kind of started and. Uh, but it, but it's weird that uh, we recorded that one in the states actually uh, with uh, Steve Albini. Uh, so that was pretty weird since he's like a legend, yeah, that's legendary a big deal. Uh, producer. And um, uh, so yeah, we kind of we started this band kind of backwards. I don't know how this happened, but uh, <laughs> um, basically uh, it started when I mean, my brother and I we had the idea for the band, and at the same time I I. Uh, listen to an interview with Steve Albini where he said he was like on a there's a podcast uh called what the fuck um <laughs> from do you know that one I it's, do not it's Mark Mar- Mark Marin you should check oh it out. Mark yes Marin. yes 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 I know yeah. that yes I'm sorry I yeah, do yeah it's huge uh and he I mean he's interviewed everyone from like Barack Obama to Steve Albini <laughs> and then uh, he he just said on the podcast I mean, I've I've been following him since the '90s, since I was a teenager. But uh, he just said that I don't give a shit who's what band comes to my studio. My job is to make the band sound good, and I don't care who they are. And uh, I'm like, okay, if you don't give a shit and you don't care, maybe you can record my band. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he also said, and I'm a fucking bargain. So it's like, okay, he's a bargain. And uh, wait a minute, I'll just eat. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> I just realized that we're all going to die someday. The day's coming sooner. Uh, like It's it's new, soon going to be here. I'll just email Steve Albini. So I did that. And then they said, first said no. And then they said, oh, we have two days in three months. And then so we just, let's book it. Let's do it. And then like, okay, fuck, we need to write music. <laughs> so we did, the, the band wasn't in place. I just had booked like two days with my hero. So that was kind of stupid but but still it was uh we couldn't say no so we just then we just wrote three songs uh and we and we flew over to to chicago and recorded with him so that was that was amazing and then like okay let's do this and then 
from there, the, the idea of the, the full length uh, started and we started playing it out. And um, so we recorded that one here in, in Sweden. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was a pretty weird start of the band. But uh, I think that's that that forced us to become like a good band pretty fast because uh, Steve Albini is a pretty unforgiving way of recording. It's like everything is live. Uh, it's on tape. Uh, you can't edit stuff at all. So you need to be like, you need to be uh, sound good together. So yeah, that was super scary. I was scared shitless, but uh, <laughs> I'll bet. I'm super happy with it still. Yeah. <laughs> How, I mean, most people, uh, including Brian and I, spend forever trying to get a damn band together. It sounds like you got Horndog put together in Fast Forward because you had something booked with Steve Albini. How the hell did that work out? Well, because his brother's a singer. Well, yeah, sure, he's got the brother. He's been <laughs> he's playing with the, the bass. Part. So I guess he just had to find a rhythm guitar player, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, it was basically some, uh, we had recorded we recorded that uh, first EP as a three-piece, and then we just needed a second guitar player. So, <clears throat> And then uh, I just talked to, um, since I knew my old... We were in the same high school as well. Uh, I mean, Eric, the bass player, and I were in the same uh, like high school. And then uh, there was another guy who, who then later started playing this tech death band that toured with Mashuga. And who doesn't want your guitar player to be a guy that played in a band that <laughs> toured with Mashuga? Right. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll just email him. And <laughs> I hadn't talked to I hadn't talked I haven't talked to him for years. And then uh, I just wrote him a long email, and then his reply <laughs> to this long email was just. Yes. <laughs> <Period>. <laughs> so then we just uh, I just picked him up with my uh, in my car and it was super weird but then I mean it was, <laughs> luckily it turned out really good and yeah we've been a four piece for like 2 years now and um yeah we're all super stoked about everything that's happening now so it's yeah it feels like nothing is impossible at the moment now. Right? Apparently all you got to do is send emails and shit happens. <laughs> Fire off an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try that. <laughs> That's a pro, pro tip. Send yeah. an email. You have a <laughs> <Pro tip. laughs> All right, man. We're going to let you get on to your Saturday evening. Uh, we've got one more question for you. It's the standard issue, kind of generic, but still yeah. fun. If you, Pontus, were shipped off to an island and were stuck with one album for the rest of your life, what album would that be? Oh, don't do this to me. Okay. Uh, one album. Actually, I don't think it would be a metal album because I think I would. Uh, Go, go tired of it too fast. I think it would be this is a super weird Swedish album you should check out. It's it's uh this uh, uh organ player uh, <laughs> uh called Bo Hansson. Uh he recorded uh his own uh soundtrack to the Lord of the Rings books. I mean he was crazy. He was mentally deranged. Uh, oh, okay. He, he read the books of Lord of the Rings. And he was a jazz organist, and he wrote, like, this is the soundtrack to the books. I mean, in his mind, that was it. So he made a, an album called Lord of the Rings, uh, and it's Boo Hanson. And it's like uh, organs and, and some uh, drums, but it's, I mean, it's mesmerizing. It's, it's amazing. And it's Hi. released, like, early 70s. Soup, I mean, the, and the album cover, that's actually really, sounds, it looks like a, like a power metal <laughs> uh, <laughs> album cover. So I mean I don't think I I could never go tired of that album and um, yeah so we bring that one one more Lord time what's the Bo name Hanson. of it Boo Hanson B O Hanson okay uh, and uh, Lord of the Rings is the title yeah yeah I will look that up that does sound interesting uh, yeah 
I, I mean, it's total stoner, stoner music. <laughs> it's, good. it's good. Right? Again, man, mm. we appreciate your time. Uh, we appreciate you shooting the breeze with us here. Pontus. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank a lot you. for talking with us. Good times. Keep Thank up you. the fucking metal, and uh, we'll keep, talk to you soon. Keep sending them emails, brother. I'll try. <laughs> Bye. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Well. That is how you ruin a Swedish person's Saturday night right there. <laughs> but in turn, he made our Saturday afternoon a lot cooler. Uh, and the, the intro is, is interesting. He, in American, he couldn't pronounce epitome, so we just let him off the hook. Right. It was, <laughs> Rightly so. Again, you know, we're mispronouncing all of these Swedish things, so yeah. it's a little more than even. And it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting that most of the lyrics are in American, but the song titles are in Sweden. I guess right. it's kind of a cool nod and a good way to do it, I guess. The whole listing of names in the cemetery thing, that is... That's heavy duty. I don't think you get more metal than just screaming dead people's names. names. Oh my god! <laughs> and a, on an album that's entirely around this city who died, like that's seventeen layers of fucking holy just hell. Just dense, heavy. Yeah. That's man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Great guy, great conversation, great fucking album. But we'll get to that here in a minute. Max Cavalera is in the news. Max. Most metal max. Metal is, he's more metal than. His interviews are great. Like almost any 10 people combined. He's just the fucking best. What about him? What, what's, what do we care about this article? This goes with him being more metal than anybody. He, he says before he's a musician, he is first and foremost just a fucking metal head. And, you know, it kind of shows. Well, he doesn't take showers. So right there, he wins. <laughs> all the, all the, um, does that make him crust metal? All the, uh, comments on that, this, I think where he got this from was about taking showers. There's a bunch of gifts about showers and combing your hair and stuff. <laughs> I didn't see any of that. <laughs> but, uh, so what, so what? So he's a metalhead first. That's what you wanted to yeah, say? Yeah. Max, right. you know, he's, he's fucking genuine. That's why he is most metal. He's, he genuinely loves him some fucking metal. His kids are in fucking metal bands. He is more metal than everybody. He writes kick-ass albums. He tours nonstop and has been forever. Max says, is the coolest. He still feels like he's 15 years old in his basement listening to heavy records. That's great. I mean, he's still fucking buying and wearing other bands' shirts and shit. Which is it's kind of weird these days when you talk to a lot of the metal band and stuff and no one's li really listening to metal. Not Max. metal. Right. And, you know, like we, I think we talked before on the show, the, the one guy just said, you know, I listen to guitar-driven music all day, every fucking day. Right. So when I listen to something else, it's not guitars. Right. But uh, not Max. He's Max is the fucking shit. I love it. I, I love your idea of trying to get through to him, too, but I just don't see how the fuck that would happen. I'll show you. Okay. You do that, please. And if you can get Max on the show, whoever you, does, yes. we'll give you a we'll give you the other another pair of tickets. <laughs> yes, you win the tickets if, <laughs> if you, you yeah. if you can get us in touch with Max. Uh, speaking of heavy metal, Gary Holt, he's kind of heavy metal. <laughs> he's yeah, kinda. That's a good way to put it. And what isn't heavy metal is the Kardashians. They are not. They might. This might be the first time they've been brought up on the show. I think. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Clint. That, I just love the whole his whole. <laughs> just, I love how much he hates them, I guess is what I'm getting around to saying. He hates it, that they wear the Slayer shirts. He, he's had a big problem with them ripping off metal band shit, you know, their Metallica and leather and all this, and Slayer shirts for sure. Uh, him out sporting his fucking Kill the Kardashians shirt. <laughs> I just love it, dude. He, he's 
You know, most people would back away from this because, you know, the Kardashians and Kanye and, and he's giving them tons and tons of eyeballs on things. He that is doing that. People, with, they, she, they are. In the most fucking hateful. And yeah, but on Gary's end, it's the most fucking hateful way possible. Yeah. I mean, he's walking around with his shirt saying, kill these people. Yeah. It's fucking, it's fantastic. I love it. I kind of want one of the shirts. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I want one that says, kill Kanye. Six one half dozen over there. Yeah. Is that, are they going to find me now? Is his lynchman going to come get me? That's possible. Okay. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> Speaking of misery. Speaking of not being happy. Um, Motley Crue. Did you actually watch not this? Not being happy because we have to talk about Motley Crue. Do, you should watch the video. You should watch the trailer. Everybody's making a big fucking deal about this. Because they're making a movie about it, right? Netflix did, yep. They did. Is it out? It's called The Dirt. It comes out next month, I think. Confessions of the world's most notorious rock. Oh, fucking Christ! Is, are they really the most notorious rock band? I, every band's going to say that. When the movie about Kiss comes out, they're going to be the most notorious. When the movie about Ozzy comes out, he's going to be the most notorious. Well, two of the three you just named are fucking garbage. So, well, I only named Kiss and Ozzy, and that and Motley Crue. Right? You okay? We're parsing words here, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> Coming out March 22nd to a living room near you. Right. Do you see who's playing uh, Tommy Lee? No. Scroll through that article there. Machine Gun Kelly? There you go. First words I looked down and saw, I love that guy, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I will not be watching watching this. Uh, I don't think so. I doubt I do, too, but, or either, I guess would be the way to say that. But at the same time, everybody's making a big deal about this. Like, I bet you D brings it up. I think D brought it up last week, actually. I'll watch Bohemian Rhapsody again before I watch this. I'm probably not even going to bother watching that. <laughs> well, that's it for the news. Upcoming tours. Seems like the news segments last longer when I'm drunk and have a bunch of stupid shit to say. Well, and there's good stories. Those aren't very good stories. I, I think if I had a buzz, I, I could have went on longer about Gary Holt and the Kardashians. <laughs> that's true. Maybe we'll re- re- we will revisit that in two weeks. Um, who's going on tour, Clint? Sergeant House? Uh, before we get to that, oh. Helms Lee yeah. has a new album coming out April 16 through Sergeant House. Uh, episode 645 of Clinton Bryan Say Things Wrong. The name of the album is... Noctiluca? Noctiluca. N-O-C-T-I-L-U-C-A. Noctiluca. You, you tell me how it's pronounced. I Some kind of nautical thing, literally. Noctiluca. Not a little. Noctiluca. Kazunite. <laughs> Noctiluca. Noctiluca. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Okay, what about it? They released a new tour. song, and... Uh, oh, no, that's not them. It's pretty good. If you like Helms Lee, I'm sure you'll like this. You know, now that I think about it, I'm not even sure I'm saying the band's name right. But anyways, uh, Sleep and Big Business just announced the tour. Matt Pike continues to tour for Sleep, Ugh. but his toes continue to keep him from touring with High on Fire. Ugh. Um, Sleep. The the funner part of that is big business. Apparently, they are just going to be some tour and monsters for the next year or so with that new album coming out here in a couple weeks, a couple months, something like that. Um, Spoiler alert, nowhere near here. Yeah, but they're playing Darn. Columbus, Ohio. Big business is playing Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I'm, I'm here soon. That's sleep. You got your ticket yet? Mm-hmm. Liar. I know. I don't. Liar. Is that it? That's it. So as we said before, we're going to review this album, Horndel. Oh, you don't want to review the, the Claypool album? No, no, we're going to review Horndel Remains. Okay. Um, we'll do Claypool next week. And uh, 
I mean, it's kind of hard to review after we've pretty much showed our hand the entire episode. Right. But, uh, I mean, just to recap, the shit is just fucking heavy. I, the, the way the vocals are kind of parallel to all the music, you know, they don't, they're not over on, they're mixed in right. real kind the, of even. The whole mix is so perfect. Yeah, the sound is super dark. It's, it, there's nothing really fast or nothing terribly complex going on. It's just easy to press play and just fucking. Enjoy the shit it, out of and it. And then you know that they make it so apparent and obvious what it's about. For me, I like that because I don't have to fucking interpret it or think about it. Like, okay, I know what this song, they're talking about this, right. this song. It's just so straightforward, uh, which is probably my favorite phrase in the fucking world. Just straightforward metal. Right. Hey, see, I'm the... You know me and Larry. Shits. Right now. Okay. Five shits. Five shits. Five, oh, wow. Five? Top to bottom. Hot Five damn. Shits. Top to bottom. Uh, just to recap, because we've just broke a fucking record here, the, uh, we, we really need to lead with this. <laughs> the the uh the rating system the here scale. is zero to five, zero being kill yourself before you listen to it, five being the shit. Brian has officially deemed Horndall remains the shit. The shit. That, that is, is the, the first on this fucking podcast. Fucking <laughs> just sad there isn't much backlog. Claps or right? Uh I mean the the <sighs> damn it. Now it's going to feel like I'm bagging on it because I'm not going fine. <laughs> I, dude, I love it too. It, it is fucking great. Everything is mixed so well. Nothing. It's. I love all of the how hard people are trying to say, you know, it's got the crust punk and it's got hardcore and it's got some thrash. You're overthinking it, people. This fucking thing is metal. It's mm. metal because it combines all of these things so perfectly. It's straightforward, right? It is. Right down the middle. Oh, of man. And it just... <laughs> Kicks ass from start to finish. The damn you and your five fucking rating. It it is a great album. The only knock I will push on it, just so that we're not sunflower and happiness all the way here. But it, if it's there, then it's there. But if what's where the sunflower and happiness? Oh, and it, it is there <laughs> in a very Swedish and metal way. It, the only thing I will kind of, sort of, maybe push back about is that there's no just balls to the wall fucking yeah, never mile an yeah, hour never thing. speeds up and i'm all right with that yeah all no right. I, I again i'm not knocking it for that i love this thing too it's man oh man oh man oh man it's just so fucking good i sat there for 37 38 minutes or whatever and did next to nothing just listen to it just earlier this morning, kind of putting my all That's my exactly what together. I did when you walked in the room today. It's it's just so good. There's his drums are I think are what make people point towards the punk influence because he's not like a Lars drummer where he's even though there are some pretty Metallica ish riffs here and there so that 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 Hang Him song. I guarantee you, Metallica is kicking themselves for not writing that riff. not writing that song. Fuck you, you, Metallica. What are you going to give it? Horndall B. I'm going to go 4.5. 4. 4.5? 4. 4. Yep. I love it, That's dude. That's the second highest rating they've ever the, given. No, I think I... I think Did you give 4.9 on Clutch or something? <laughs> Clutch and Zealand Arter <laughs> had some pretty high ones, but it, this album is so good. I can't wait for more people to hear it. I, yeah. It's just hard to imagine that it's not... That it doesn't pick up and just keep picking up speed because it is just badass from start to finish. His vocals are perfect for it. The mix is perfect. Nothing... Oh man, I can't say enough good. All right, you got to shut up now because we got to move along. Fine. <laughs> you still don't want to review the Claypool thing? No, we're already we're already at fifty three. <laughs>
You can talk about it later. That's fine. Uh, real quick, Gear Geeking. This is exciting. We got to make room for the Gear Geeking. Gear Geeking up, buddy. I got a new guitar. Uh, came in the mail on Tuesday. It is an LTDEC, the Eclipse Series 401. Why is that a big, a big deal? It's not. What's a big deal is the pickups that came in it. It came with a set of Fishman Fluence Devin Townsend pickups. The creme de la creme, if creme you will. De la creme. Uh, the thing is ridiculous. Fucking metal machine, flamed maple or quilted maple, flat gray top. It with looks the green. shiny. I do not approve. Shiny Fishman pickups that have three voicings active, passive, and then a single coil thing because it's Devin Townsend for whatever reason. But if you are a guitar player and you do not own, and you play metal and you do not own Fishman Fluence, buy some. They're $250 a set, but they're worth it. Is, is that how much you paid for them? No, they came in the guitar I bought. How much did the guitar cost? $500. $500. Yeah, so I, I got a $700 or $800 guitar with a set of $250 pickups, and it came with locking, Gerber Locking Tutors already on it for the low, low price of $500 for in the mint low, condition. low, low price of $500. And he will sell it to you right now for $1,500. Yes. yes. That concludes this evening's Gear Geekin'. Gear Geekin'. So... Parker thing, you want, you want to do that real quick? Job to you. So real quick, real quick shenanigan before we get out of here. Shenanigan. We tried to do this once before. Shenanigan. And it didn't work out. So we're going to do a couple birthday shout outs. All right. Followed by a uh, shenanigan nanny. Randy Bly, 49 this week. Okay. Happy fine. birthday. Happy birthday. To- that was- <laughs> and uh, Tony Iommi. The Godfather. Tony Iommi turning 71. So it, with that in mind, we're going to try this Carnival Barker game one more time. Okay. Didn't make it on the last time we tried this. Didn't make it in the episode. But we're going to do Ozzy. Okay. And cause, you I know, figured Tony, you went with Randy or Tony. No, because you already know their age. I, just I don't know. I did not. I swear to God, I did not know Randy's age. I was kind of looking forward to guessing it. Um, so, so he's got to guess his weight, height, and age. Right? Uh, yes. And I... I want to say he's older than Iomi. I'm going to go 76. Mm-hmm. Not even close. 68? 68. What <laughs> the fuck? Why did you just I drop did, eight off? Because I had both of those numbers in my head and went went right instead of left. How tall is he? Uh, I'm going to say Ozzy's six even. Close. I'll, I'll get, it's 5'10". You're five within ten. two inches. All right. I think that's... that's I, th- that's I thought we agreed on three either way. Yeah, that's fine. So I get that one. And wait. This is going to be always be the hard one because I'm just pulling right. this off the internet. Right. You know, <laughs> What does he weigh? <laughs> he probably weighs nothing now because he's sick with pneumonia for three straight fucking months. And What does my phone say he weighs? <laughs> what does your phone say he weighs? Uh, Ozzy's looking thick lately. I'm going to go... Two even. <laughs> Completely way off from the, what the internet says. What's the internet say? 160. No way. <laughs> so what is this? Zero chance. We'll give you the prize anyway. Here's your stuffed animal. Thank you. All right. That's Ooh, all we got. Oh, it's a shark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like I said, Wednesday the 27th will be the post that will be the start of the... Uh, Sonic giveaway. I think we'll do that for a weekish. Post a reminder on the story thing every we'll, year and there. We'll post the details in the post. In the post. TBD. It'll be long. That's not what she said. But in the background. In the background, we got more Horndoll. 
with hang him. I'm going hang him. I'm not trying to. Yeah. Hang, of course. You know whatever. what? Fine. Hang Hanam. They have great Chinese food. <laughs> uh, we're on all the social channels. As I mentioned, we have an email. It's eostupidity at gmail.com. Send us an email. Why not? You're not doing anything. Uh, we are also on all the places that have podcasts. That's why you're hearing us. And other than that, you got anything else? Go follow Horndall. Listen to him. Follow him. Get the him, fuck out of like here. Like him. Holy shit. Bye-bye.